genre. Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I'm your host, Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today, as always, with Sean Petit. How you guys doing? Casey Crawford. Hello, hello. And RJ Knight. Hey, yo. Uh, just a reminder, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast, so if you haven't read this, or if you haven't read the previous week's books yet, uh, we might wreck them for you. Um... I, I I used I usually post timestamps, but I'm kind of flirting with the idea of not doing that anymore. Well, especially yeah, if we're like sense. we're going a little bit more freeform with these smaller weeks, yeah. so timestamps don't really make sense if we go back and reference a book that we talked about earlier. But yeah. you know, at your own discretion, we'll see whenever yeah, this is uh, live uh, what happens. Yeah. Proceed, with, proceed with caution. You're yeah. gonna really upset our one fan, guys. It's gonna be very <laughs> mad. Yeah, the one guy that asked us to do that. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. sorry, um, sorry, Dan. <laughs> sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, our 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 top story this week, because again, it was kind of a kind of a light week, is Marauders by Jerry Jerry Duggan, Stefano. Caselli and Edgar Delgado. Number 10, not just Marauders in general. No, just Marauders. Uh, all, whole, all, all Marauders. 10. We're going to cover Not even all. the X-Men comic, just people who maraud. Ooh, and f- pirates. And future issues. <laughs> It'll be X-Men Marauders, Midnight Marauders, just all forms yeah. of Marauders. Yeah, it's Marauders number 10. Um, <laughs> pirate X-Men. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. We did it, guys. All right, podcast is over, right? We can we can pack this up. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Good night. We marauded that. Oh man. So so I think this, so, yeah. this would typically be the point in the show where we would um you know talk about what we're doing outside of comics. Um, but since we're all still in quarantine and we're not going to talk about quarantine, uh, I just started watching that Space Force show. Has anyone seen that yet? No, I want to no. check that out. It looks holy crap! Good. I watched two episodes like literally right before we hit record, and it is. It's brilliant. It's it's ah, oh, I got I, I cannot recommend it a lot. I was really hoping you guys would have watched it so there'd be a thing here, but there's not. All right, that's it. No. It could be <laughs> while while we're week. talking about what we're watching, um HBO Max finally launched and I finally got to get my eyeballs on the new Looney oh, Tunes yeah. cartoons yeah. and it is a fucking delight. <laughs> God that's good. damn it, they're so good. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I was I was just browsing through the HBO Max and the, the, the Turner Classic Movies portion is like friggin' mind blowing. It might as well be like the Criterion Collection app. Like it's like there's there's so much fucking so content. Much. On this Do you thing. need Godzilla's? Because there's nine of them. Do you need Charlie Chaplin? Because yes. there's nine of those too. Yeah, Why and, not? Um... <laughs> yeah, but where's the crossover? <laughs> yeah, where is the crossover? Uh the entire Studio Ghibli um... Yeah, oh, wow. that too library oh, is man. up there so good which i thought and, would have been and, owned by disney but here we are it's great it might still be and rachel's stoked because uh you have the opportunity to watch either the the sub version or the dub version oh that's cool yeah because i will say what? i prefer the subbed version of totoro but i prefer the dubbed version of Howl's moving castle so it's the best of both worlds hmm. that's my wow. that's casey's anime corner Casey. I just think the, 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 the two animes the, the, I watch. The, <laughs> the dub on Studio Ghibli films is usually pretty good. They usually have really good casting. Well, that's yeah. so. the, the Howl's Moving Castle has like Christian Bale and Billy Crystal and like all these amazing actors yeah. in it. So that's that's, that's, yeah, that's cool. Super good. Yeah. And like uh, Kiki's delivery service had Phil Hartman Aww. as the cat. Like that's brilliant. Oh, that's great. R.I.P. Yeah. 
Anywho. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to roll into HBO Max once uh, Doom Patrol's out. Yeah, I yeah. Got, that's why I, I got it. I got it ahead of time. I think Doom Patrol comes out in like June or July or something. Yeah, it's like, so it's like a month from now. It's, I'm it's pretty excited. Soon. Yeah. It was so good. Yep. Yep, but, hyped for that. Yeah, I'm not watching anything new. I just made Christina watch Atlanta, and that show is so good. I love that show. show. is very good. Love it. All right. Comics? Comics. Cool. So uh, does anyone have anything uh, right out of the gate? I know this, there wasn't much this week. Yeah, most. Uh, I, I could go. Uh, there was, other than the comic comics, there was that um, <clears throat> kind of like graphic novel, I guess is the best way to put it, by Declan Shalvey. Graphic novel Fullerton. is the word for it. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, called Bob Bodies. Uh, since there w- it wasn't a huge week, but this came out, and uh, I, pi- I picked it up. Um, it's the like coloring Irish like, crime stuff, right? It's like Irish crime. Yeah, crime, uh, crime I like to put that in my coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like, I do um, love a good little Irish crime every day. <laughs> yeah, it's day. Irish crime. Uh, this kid, someone trying to like survive, uh, like being like a scapegoat uh, for something. Um, but like, okay. it all takes place at night in this bog. So like, the coloring is like. As I, as I put it about other, it's just saturated. It's Ooh. so heavy and like it's just dark. Like so everyone just dripping off the page. Yeah, but and it aptly really named cool. it seems. Yeah, like it was cool. There was a it was a, not too long, so I, I read it probably in, you know easily in one sitting and everything. But um, it was a cool story. It's like one of those like uh, kind of drop you in, you catch up as you go along, and then there's the story, and like you just kind of figure out how you feel about it criminal vibe yeah definitely similar to that vibe where like you're like you said you kind of catch up and then you like it that makes you feel something i don't know what mostly sad Um, (laughs) okay i was gonna say good uh, (laughs) bad somewhere in between oh sad got it yeah mostly that Uh, there's some good like twists and turns i wasn't like you know i was a few pages i turned over was like oh all right that's okay and i just kind of kept going with this book it was um it was it, I really liked it. It was cool. I would recommend picking up. It was, um, yeah, it was it was a quick read, um, but definitely worth checking out for sure. Yeah, my downtown store sold out already, so my copy is spoken for. So here, gotta... you can just borrow mine. There you go. Thanks. Yeah, just mail it to me. <laughs> just just smash it into the screen. <laughs> can you just show it to me page by page through Zoom? Sh- sure. Here we go. <laughs> read Story it to time. me. Uh, Blake, look how, look at that color. Look how. Oh wow. I like... would call that a lack of color. Well, yeah, it's, well, it's like that's like it's black. It's yeah, but black. All Irish crime. It's like black <laughs> and blue, but then even like um, like they are inside a house. It's still like dark, and, like it's saturated. Like it's even like with a, the reds, like a, it's, it's cool. like a deadly class kind of vibe. Where yeah. it's that color blocking. Yeah, I feel like I can smell it. Like that kind of yeah. printing has that heavy ink smell. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, I think we talked about it with what Power Rangers and um, TMNT. Like you, if yeah, like you could that feel book has it. a smell. Like, like you could smell it. <laughs> my, you could like feel it. My favorite moment was when we were at the store and Sean gets a comic and he's like, "It smells like a book." And it's like, okay. <laughs> well, there's no RJ. It's because there's like that comic book smell and then there's like book smell. There's a different. Yeah. They're different. Like paperbacks smell different than like comics. Sure. Because comics have that ink. Yeah, and, and, and this different... comic smelled like a it smelled like a paperback. I'm this like, comic smelled like a book. It smelled You're like just... a book. <laughs> and and different like a... different comics sometimes have a different smell depending on the printing process. Absolutely. Like the printing processes 
and the different kinds of ink. Like sometimes it has a weird sweet kind of smell, and sometimes it like like remember that issue of Venom that smelled like uh like enamel paint like. <laughs> No, no, it was that. No, I uh, don't that, remember. It was, that. Ven- <laughs> it was Venom. The end. I, I kept getting like distracted by how it smelled. Oh, yeah. I do. I do remember that. I, I think it that just... book just got you high. I don't actually yeah. think. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. I think we all just miss smelling comics. Yeah, well, there is that. Like the paper remember and smells. The ink the... Remember books in your hands. Remember that. Dude, I will say I did read. I was able to pick up my books uh, and actually read them in my hand, and like I didn't realize how different consuming that medium is as opposed to reading did, them digitally did you stand next to your kitchen counter and and just like waste three hours to simulate being in the store on a wednesday no i know but he did he did stop by my house after picking up his books yeah. this week and i was there till and, about for about two extra hours than i planned on so. yep. yeah okay so you got yes, a little bit of the comic book experience we got a little bit of that in it was nice it it, it, it felt it felt normal for the first time in a long yeah, time it, it we just nice. kind of hung out in my backyard and stood on either end of my picnic table yeah, <laughs> yeah i spent about thir- 13 seconds outside of brave new worlds and then the next two hours standing in adam's backyard <laughs> But yeah, no, it was kind of nice to take the drive, make a trip. Because like we were talking about before, like, I don't want to just go down there and turn right back around. So it was nice, like, doing something and then going home. You had a destination other than a 13-second interaction. I think what we'll do next time, we'll just, we'll just zoom you in. We'll just all attack, we'll all talk together again. It'll be great. Yeah, you can just put the uh, <laughs> laptop on the coffee table and it'll be fine. <laughs> I haven't had much luck with that. There's a serious glare off of my coffee table, or off of my picnic table, because it's brand new and oh, it's just right. untreated pine. So it's like staring into a mirror that's pointed directly at the sun. <laughs> That's my favorite hobby. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, so we've talked about how comics smell here on the we get deep into our into yeah. our reviews of comics. These are our hot takes. This is the these are the facts that matter about these all, yeah. all all five senses. There's color, there's writing and smell to a comic. Like without the smell, it's just it can't be a great comic. Everyone knows that. Next, we're going to talk about what uh, this week's Ninja Turtles sounded like. Um, Let me know when we get to the taste part. I'll get my, get my palate ready. Get a little bit of ginger. It's very clear. loud. But yeah, you want to talk about turtles? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I just wanted to briefly shout. Um, I think I, t- I think I briefly shouted this book last week. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Urban Legends. So. There was this book that came out in the 90s. It was just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was their original volume four. We're going way back was, for this one. The way, way back machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was on Image Comics and oh. it was black and white and was super violent. I remember getting it as, as a kid and going like, oh, a new Turtles book. And then reading it and going like, holy shit. Like, this is not the Turtles I'm used to. Because <laughs> like, you were the six. First issue, the first issue, Donatello gets thrown out of a plane and then gets paralyzed and almost dies. Yeesh. Jesus. And they, and they have to rebuild him as a cyborg. So then, like, for the rest of the series, Donnie's a cyborg. Wow, they, so uh, he's, the, he's the $6 million turtle? More or less. They really <laughs> tried to co-op that in IDW. Well, yeah, they kind of they kind of dip their feet in it. Like, like I remember um, the, the issue came out when Donnie dies in the IDW books. And everyone's like, oh, man, Donnie dies. I'm like, yeah, no, he's going to be a robot. Like, dude. <laughs> I've seen you caught it. You got it right. 
I didn't think they before. were going to go full robot and put his brain inside a robot. But, you know. Here's here's my question about uh, a a turtle cyborg and a a a turtle robot. Um, why didn't they just make him a person? Because he was because they're, they're turtles. You can't I, you can't make a person. What? Because it was yeah, I don't know if a robot. I for a second there, I thought they were people that were turned into turtles, and I'm realizing now that it's no, not. They the, were always they turtles. were always turtles. All right, fine, <laughs> fuck me. No, but there I, are. I was thinking of Jenica. Okay, I'm sorry. But there are people who turn into turtles. There yeah, are. yeah, there are other people. I was thinking in that the the like last five issues we've been talking about. Like I feel like if they yeah, this is a this is a different turtles. Yeah, yeah. different turtles. At, at I'm any sorry. rate, no, uh, this is issue. <laughs> this is issue 23, which was the original last issue of this run. So this this run never got a proper ending. So what IDW has been doing is they've been printing, reprinting these books in color, which the color work is kind of it. It reminds you why it was in black and white to begin with. Like I'm not crazy about the color work. Um, yeah, it's kind of like when. <laughs> it's kind of like when when frank miller has stuff in color it just there's something off about it like mm. just yeah. his stuff is better in black and white but um the color work aside it's been great to to catch up on this and i can't wait to see how it ends so like next month's book is brand new the first the new same, content of crew. this book is in the in like 20 years at least 20 yeah. plus years so we I think it's going on for another like three issues, so they're gonna finally tie it up. So that's cool. I'm excited. It's a uh, it's a cool book. It's very '90s turtles. So because it's '90s turtles, you know? uh, right? Makes sense. True. Yeah. True. Uh, I, I've I've been I've been saving up issues. Uh, I want to read through the whole thing in one sitting. Oh, but nice. I, I I don't want to sleep on this on the show. I want to recommend this to people. Like I I can't really deep dive it because I haven't exactly been reading it. But you should be getting this book. It's great. It's fun to recommend a book when there's only three left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get uh get all of them. Uh, I, I, volume one came out, which was a collection of the first handful of issues. So I I think the trade are going to be like a two or three volume set so uh, get get volume one it's good sold yeah right yeah. that'll be cool so i'm in let's do it yeah ah what books was i gonna talk about what did i say i cared about uh, <laughs> uh your favorite your favorite author joe hill Oh yeah, it turns out I'm a liar again, and Joe Hill's great. Um, so uh, what you was... only said bad things about him once. Everything since that has been good. Things. But I was no really vehemently against it. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I'm just gonna make up for that for the rest of forever. Uh, <laughs> so it was uh, Basketball Heads number seven. Um, yeah, seven. Six was uh, the one that came out while we were off. Yeah, and it's the last issue. And apparently. It, apparently. And uh, we get a lot of good, like, wrap-up uh, from this. So she's been, yeah. like, tied up and thrown overboard off of uh, the ship from by all those cops. And, uh, you know, basically she cuts herself loose with the, with the magic uh, uh, axe Dude, thing. Yeah, the fact that they go into the axe a little bit was I super was so cool. excited that they finally did. Because, like, yeah. when they first introduced the axe, I'm like well like what is the deal there and then they yeah. went on so long that i stopped caring about the origin of the axe and then they finally introduced and the then they finally the gave it yeah, to they tie it to you know your favorite tree exactly yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes much like cool. odin who was tied to my favorite tree it's uh <laughs> so yeah basically the the like part of the the axe that glows red 
is Yggdrasil, and the the um, myth behind the axe is that it was used to chop Odin down from Yggdrasil when he was hanging there for three days, and uh, that it since it touched Yggdrasil, it actually gives life instead of death, and that's why everyone it kills is not dead. It still uh, splits people and. In oh, parts, yeah. though. oh, it's still exactly. a phenomenal axe. It, it <laughs> operates properly. It still functions as an axe. As an axe. <laughs> it's a very good axe, but it doesn't kill them. It it just chops them in half. It keeps their individual pieces. parts alive. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. interesting because, like, I don't know if it's this issue or the one before it, but for the most part, she's just been clean sweeping people's heads off. And Absolutely. I thought the axe kind of was like self guided a little bit, but no, mm. she messes up in. Uh, one of the issues, and it kind of like leaves someone like a half, like with like an arm, and yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, that's way less oh, pretty. That than... was this one, yeah. That's this one, yeah. yeah. She, it's like the chief of police, and and uh, yeah. she chops him diagonally across his whole torso. And I think he says something like, "Oh, you missed," and she's like, "No, no, 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 no it's great." She, he says, uh, "You better hit me again. I'm not dead yet." And she says, "Ha ha ha. Maybe another day. My arm is tired." <laughs> Maybe Dude, in a minute, almost, my yeah. arm is tied. <laughs> These last few issues, though, uh, I think it's June is her name. Like, she is badass. Yo, she's Dude, not she taking is, any shit. cut anymore. her own thumb. She cut her yeah. thumb off to escape from these other people. She's just lopping people's heads off left and right yep. to try to find her boo thing. And then she finds her boo thing, and he's a piece of shit. So and you he, find out that she, he, because basically she finds him, and then he proposes to her. While yes. he's still tied up, and he's like, oh, I got you this ring. And, and then the, the chief of police, while being a severed torso, is like, yo, tell him how you got the money. Tell, <laughs> tell her, Where, where'd you get that money for that ring, buddy? And, uh, yeah, it turns out he just stole the cash off of the, uh, the chick who tried to commit suicide, because she didn't actually die. She, she just, sure didn't. She hit the the water i guess it was it was low tide so she hit the bottom and then was begging for help and then he just let her die anyway and went and so got the money instead so i got just took the money and took the bribe to keep quiet about it and uh yeah so every uh i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it i don't care all cops are bastards <laughs> i don't care <laughs> certainly in this town that's uh, for damn sure you know this is not an opinion of the the tales from the short box podcast it's an opinion of myself but all cops are bastards official disclaimer <laughs> official disclaimer that's just me acab uh yeah it's been a rough week i it do has. like uh yeah i do like how they wrapped this up uh because it it ends it, right where the first issue started like perfectly yeah. and like and then they just kind of tie it up in a nice little bow it's like all right, well, we're they, good. they tie it up really nice too, because like, uh, it turns out like that that whole corrupt like police precinct thought that or sheriff, I guess, thought that um yeah. her her fiance now was the guy who was like feeding all the information to the FBI. Turns out it was just the maid, and no one suspected yep. her at all. And the maid's like, "Oh, honey, yeah, no, I've been I've been talking to the FBI this whole time. We're gonna go we're gonna go sort this out and talk to them and, well, and yeah, ride off felt- into the sunset together." She felt bad because, like, she recommended that the girl that ended up dying go work for this family, and then they just yeah. treated her like dog shit. Yeah, yeah. I think she even said reason. like they like at least they they treated the doormat better after they like yeah. rubbed, wiped their feet on it or something. It was like, oh god, yeah. Yeah. So I think once she died, the maid was like, you know what? All these people are bastards, and yep. I'm taking them down. <laughs> yeah. There's like one panel that's so good where like the boyfriend is trying to like beg for mercy, where it's like, she was no good, Junie. I did this for us. I hope you can understand that. She's got this look on her face of just like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I understand perfectly fine what's happening. Yeah, then the next panel is the boat on fire. Yeah, so it is. she understood just fine. She understood fine. perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah, so that I liked was a, it. It was a very gratifying ending for a, a overall bummer of a story because, you know, once again, cops. But, um, you know, it, it ends up well enough for our, our hero, and it's very gratifying heroine. to see a yes. heroine. Uh, and and she he or she <laughs> did that thing <laughs> um but yeah no it ends up very you know very well for uh you know she's only down a thumb and uh learned that her boyfriend's a piece of crap so you know all she's better off than when all this started yeah all things she considered after who she had to fend off and fight only being down a thumb pretty damn good pretty good and, scenario yeah. and she's got that yeah. axe still i think right so she's got that if anyone no, starts... No, she, she dumped that in the river with all the heads. Oh, she dumped it with the heads? Okay. So there's theoretically, there could be like a whole Jumanji sequel where someone else finds the axe. Oh, like the mask? <laughs> or the mask, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, with this and Hill House, I was, or uh, Dollhouse, I wasn't expecting them to end so quickly, I guess. So like reading yeah. them after having not read them for months, I was like, oh, okay, now it's over. So I feel like <laughs> reading them... I'm... Because they did go for like six, seven issues, so I feel like reading them in a trade would be like kind of like a like a small, nice movie. Like I, it would yeah. kind of work. It definitely, it definitely than, feels mm-hmm. like a like a pitch for a for a really good miniseries or or yeah. like a Netflix show movie. Not that yeah. reading five issues of something and then waiting three months to read the last issue is ever a good way to read anything. Not yeah. yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah so, that's... I'm so glad this book is back and it's done. Yeah. yeah right. Well, hey, it could be worse. You could have waited 20 years and then gotten the last three <laughs> issues of a book. Right. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Touche. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think all these Hill House comics are like in trade for would be really good, digestible, good, like really good stories. To... I'm definitely waiting for the Sea Dogs one to come out as a trade because that's the one that's at the end of all the Hill House comics. Yeah, so yeah it's like I've backup been, material. I've, yeah, yeah, so I like I've definitely missed pieces of it, so I'd rather yeah, go you have back to buy and read every it. single one. And read, yeah. yeah, it's too yeah, much. And, and read it in the right order because there's some weeks <laughs> that they come out all the same, like three issues on the same day, and I'm like, yeah. wait, wait, which one is part? Oh, that 27? sounds like a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. they'll collect it. I'm sure when it's all no, done. No, they will. Yeah, yeah. It's like those Marvel select toys where you get like an arm or a leg in each one. <laughs> uh, it's then... Marvel Legends. Ugh. Whatever. <laughs> what if you get two? What That's if you get two arms response. though? Or, no, no sorry, three arms <laughs> or two left feet. Well, it's well, not like a McDonald's Happy Meal toy. Like, there's certain guys come with certain parts. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, well, that like is you true. Just, you just get a toy and you only get an arm. It's like, well, yeah. all right, I guess. I've gotten like... six arms so far. This is bullshit. <laughs> I need that a used leg. to happen to me as a kid, though. Like, I, like I would get the same one of a line of Happy Meal toys like four times. It's like, guys, come on. I'd like to make a complaint to the. Uh... To the McDonald's, to the Ronald, to the McDonald's. Hello, is to, Mr. Ronald there? Is Mr. I would Mr. like to talk to him. Is is the is the mayor in? I'd like to report. <laughs> I would like to speak with Mayor McCheese. You know, yes. but you know there have been many parents that have complained about someone getting the same toy. One hundred percent, absolutely. Your grimace is going to hear about this. Grimace. <laughs> he's the. He's the. He's. He's the head of HR. I was going to say Grimace is the head of HR. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, yeah. I was going to say the Hamburglar, but that, that's definitely going to be an issue. Oh, yeah, no. no. That, that dude's tansy, obviously. Grimace is just, you know, just calms everyone down when they look at him. He's not threatening. 
No, I have a friend who is actually legitimately terrified of the Grimace. It's like this weird phobia that they have. Yeah, because he's... It's like he halfway to Gritty. Scared of graves? <laughs> I don't know. It's... <laughs> scared of graves. Are they scared of any other uh, mascots? Barney? Or is it just Gr- Yeah, is it just Grimace? Yeah, is it I, I never, I never pried too much. Yeah, but it never stopped me there. from printing out pictures of the Grimace and putting them in places that they would see. <laughs> oh, awesome. you're that you're that motherfucker, aren't you? You're that guy. Oh, 100%. Uh, I, I, well, the, they hmm. inspired, actually, uh, my band, the first show we ever played, I made a flyer that was kind of inspired by this. There was a picture of the Grimace, but he had a black bar over his eyes and then over the area where his junk would be. <laughs> Okay, that's a good punk flyer. That's so like, it, it was like it was like how could we take a, a just a totally innocent image and warp it's it? That yeah. Sesame Street unnecessary censorship stuff. Yeah, yeah for so sure. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Anyway, we're getting away from this. Where the hell were we? Exactly. Uh, we were just talking about basketball heads. I think we wrapped that up. What? RJ Regalis, what's going on? Uh, Tell uh, us about He Man. Tell yeah, us He-Man. about He Man. Well, okay. He Man also ended. And oh, no. was, He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse, it was amazing, ended with a cavalry uh, call of the, the He-Force. I'm sorry, the what? The He-Force. It's got it. Like, a bunch of different universal <laughs> He-Men came in, and apparently <laughs> one is Cringer as a He-Man. Does, does he say, to me, my he's? Oh, to, no. to, me, my, to me, my men? <laughs> That's it. He, he, to be my He-Man. At one point, though, <laughs> someone is fighting like an enemy, and he goes, "He's stealing my He-Force." And I was oh, like, Jesus "Oh my Christ. god, I love it!" Oh, Jesus uh, Christ! It's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great that like the series is like it's written um, by like. Uh, he's just such a huge fan of the of the series. Um, the writer. Yeah. Oh yeah, who wrote it and drew yeah, it? Probably, and all that I should stuff. probably talk about that. <laughs> yeah, like, God, we, do, have we have we talked about the authors of anything we talked? No, about? no. we don't Full work. Heads. We don't work well. well we, talked on about, a... we had a discussion about Joe Hill and Bog Bodies. So uh, oh, so so uh, to go back, it's uh, it's Joe Hill and Leo Max for. Basketball of Heads number 10. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, it was great. I I love Calvary Call cliches and having it with He-Men that were just ridiculous was, was great. Um, and then, yeah, they, they saved the day. Oh, and the Skeletor He-Man, who was like, he's like been like the main character throughout the book, he finally became a He-Man. And he's like, I thought I was destined to become a Skeletor, but all along, I was becoming a He-Man, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna cry. I love it." So, so he pulls a full Darth Vader. He's like, "And I can have the power too." And I was like, "Oh, it's such a great message." <laughs> yeah, that's a great. That was a great, like, big, like, half-page panel of him saying, "I can have the power." Yeah, I really. I can has the power. <laughs> I, I love things that are like just absurd, uh, but also like there's a some sense of seriousness like to finish out the story like uh, i don't know they they play it like something that would actually happen in a season of the show despite oh, okay. how over the top and ridiculous it is <laughs> also orco has his own holiday called orco louis <laughs> 
That's so I'll, dumb. I'll, I'll celebrate that day. That sounds I'll celebrate great. Orca Halloween. What is what are the what does the holiday entail? Like how do we? It celebrate? was one panel. They Probably were just celebrating. And there was Orko with his hands up, and behind him, there's a banner that just said Orko Halloween. If it's Orko, it's probably <laughs> just doing really bad magic tricks. Yeah, nice. probably. That's great. I love that. There's just so much passion in the series. It's so great. <laughs> it's just so goofy. It is. <laughs> but the the plot. I mean, like I've seen major comic books do that exact plot for serious and it's way dumber way worse yeah. So. yeah 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 but yeah it was cool it was like, yeah the, the whole like um being destined to be evil but then going no i'm going to be good instead hey huh. he turned out to be a really good character that's nice yeah. that's nice that's good for him i'm proud of that guy yeah <laughs> and then uh, there was you mentioned Joe. something about you mentioned something about uh ghostbusters they all become ghostbusters oh yeah they're fighting like evil gods they're like they're like gods i don't they're like evil. weren't they like the spirits of grayskull kind of but i guess because they were part of the, they're like evil uh forces of the multiverse or something anyway uh when the the he force shows up they all have their power swords and they're they're constructed to like suck the souls of the, the gods so they're kind of just aiming the swords and like trapping them in the in the swords ah. they did the care bear stare yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude they, i still can't get every time you say it i laugh uh i cannot get over he force i cannot get over that it's so absurd I just like that there's a He-Verse. It's like, it's like they, they took the idea of the Spider-Verse and like, man, what if we did this with He-Man? And they did. And, <laughs> and then they did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there it. wasn't someone saying, no, you idiot. They were like, yes. We need, that is what we need. Oh my goodness. Fuck He-Force. I can't. I can't get over that. It's pretty good, though. <laughs> like, you're like, it's dumb it's bad but it's great, it's great. yeah it's just, <laughs> i mean that i have that thought that this that like train of thought just goes through my mind pretty much every time i read it consistently yeah it's my that's favorite fair. those are my favorite things that's fair this is so dumb i love it it's great <laughs> uh then there was gi joe that was really really good and really depressing that's by oh, paul paul Aller and chris avenue um, hit us hit us with that depressing and neat. So it. the whole issue kind of <laughs> takes place during a debriefing and is told like through flashbacks. And um the That's one, one of my favorite tropes. Yeah. <laughs> the one Joe was a former Cobra and they're on this train and they're supposed to like uh deliver this weapon that will help the Joes fight. Um I think it's something to pierce the bat's armor. Uh bats are like robotic uh warriors that cobra has um and uh so the one person who the one joe who's a former cobra she sees another um co another cobra member on the train and they're like freaking out because you know they've they've been made but then they they talk and the cobra goes um well you betrayed the us and you know kind of uh took down your whole team can you help me do the same so she also wants to defect um so they take her on the the mission but no one trusts her the whole time 
And as they're kind of delivering the weapon, uh, Cobras come. So they obviously think that they, she betrayed them. And uh, then uh, they had kind of uh, the former Cobra and the new one have this conversation where it's like, what it costs you. Uh, what it's like, what you know, leaving Cobra didn't come without a price. So then at the end, they find a tracker in her, uh, that she didn't know about. So she didn't betray them, but she was like, You're right, leaving Cobra does come with a price. So she kills herself. Um, yeah, damn. And then at the end, you know, during the debriefing, they're like, Well, the everything went to hell but at least we won in the end because we were able to successfully complete the mission and scarlet tells them no you you didn't you lost because you were actually a deploy leg of the mission and the real people in charge of delivering the actual weapon lost so no one so nothing nothing was won that day uh, <laughs> yeah it was intense i don't mm -mm. i really <laughs> This is one of my no. favorite issues. It was really Jeez. good. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one was missing from my pull this week. Damn. Um, File yeah. a complaint to Brave New Worlds. Uh, I will. Casey, you're fired. No, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> the series continues to be a high fired. note, though. I enjoy it more and more every issue, pretty much. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I, I like what IDW does with some of these properties where, like, like some of them, yeah. Let's be as funny and weird as possible, but but something like GI Joe grounded in reality is kind of awesome. Yeah, well, and they're yeah. also also like all former teachers or like doctors or whatever, and they're just like kind of trained civilian, which is cool. Oh, and then also, I guess the best part is at the very end of the issue, since Jinx was the like the leader of that mission, she freaks out at Scarlet, and Scarlet uh, essentially fires her and tells her to leave so she goes and she goes to this mysterious figure and she's like all right well the joes don't need us so it's time to start our own revolution and it's snake eyes and she's like she's in a dojo and it's, i was like oh man finally we see snake eyes that's great okay. yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good and, and, and it's it's always funny when you're reading something like that when you're like oh man how are they going to do this in this version of this right. reality it's so great I like the idea of, of Snake Eyes being like the like terrorist cell within the terrorist cell. Like they're like the, the Saul Guerrero <laughs> versus the rebellion. Like yeah. he's like too extreme to be a part of the like real rebellion. So he's yeah. gotta be like the black ops of yeah. I like that. That's good. And it's just like six issue build up to get to him and it it's so cool because it's just like he immediately just has that weight as soon as you see him. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Right. Uh, I don't like the rest of that. That's bummer city. <laughs> I don't like it. But I'm glad it's good writing. Because good writing is sad sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to pivot because the book I was about I was going to mention is just a... It really bummed me out. Wow. Oh, so I got cool. one. Serial killers. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do that. Let's have you go for it then. You I'll, love I'll bring, those. I'll bring some levity to the conversation with some serial killers. Um, so it's a uh, Butcher of Paris number five. It's the last one. It's by uh, Stephanie Phillips and Dean Cotts. Um, so yeah, it's a true story of this piece of crap who was a serial killer during um, the Nazi occupation of France. 
Um, oh, I didn't know this was a true story. I true thought this story. was like a what if kind of. Nope. This actually happened. His name is. Uh, the Doc- Butcher of Paris. Yeah. No, Hello. it's a. I don't know how to say French words. Uh, P-E-T-I-O-T. How do you say that? How do you Petois? say that? Petois. Yeah, yeah sure. That's, that's probably what it is. Um, yeah. It's like Marcel, I think, is his, his actual his we first name. We just lost all our French listeners. I'm so sorry, sorry, guys. I'm so sorry, And a few France. Canadian listeners. <laughs> but anyway, I should have done that research before we started <laughs> doing this. But yeah, he's a, he was a true uh, serial killer. He operated within the resistance of, uh, of Paris. So he basically was like kind of a, a stop on the, their version of the Underground Railroad trying to escape uh, Jewish people out of Paris and uh, people that wanted to dissent from the Nazis um, and get them out of there. And since they were all trying to become undocumented and the most vulnerable people in the society already, when they disappeared, no one noticed. So there's absolutely no way to track uh, his victims and how many that he had. So he was confirmed. They, they searched his place and he had 27 bodies in there. Or pieces of bodies. Fuck. And, yeah. So, we know he killed 27 people, but it's as many as 600, I think, was the total. Oh, no, it's between, uh, between 60 and 200 is the uh, estimate of how many it could have potentially been for his body count. And this was before Glade plugins were invented, so that place <laughs> must have uh, had a funk about it. Yeah, For sure. It was, uh, it was very, very stinky. Play uh, plugins. Get rid of that body funk. Great. <laughs> that's their next marketing campaign. That's their slogan. Yeah, a, they should. Uh, they should sponsor us. Uh, yeah, Glade, Get at us. <laughs> at us on Twitter, please. <laughs> um, but this one is really cool because the other thing that's really interesting about that figure in history is that he's really the one of the first um, charming serial killers. So his day in court was kind of this like big event because it was like this really big news once they like finally caught him and uh, he charmed the hell out of everyone in the uh, like the audience, basically. That's Um, a familiar story. Yeah. So he comes in, he's like fairly handsome and like, you know, he's he's well-spoken and yeah, there's like there's all these scenes where he, like he he makes a whole like in this issue he makes a whole like show and dance about him like taking his jacket off and then he's like, "Are you done?" He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, did I take too long?" And they're like, "Oh, he's so charming." And like there's like a couple jokes of like um they're reading off his entire list of crimes and he just pretends to snore. <laughs> And she's so like, oh, pardon Mara, pardon moi. I was sleeping during your riveting speech. And then, like, the crowd goes crazy. And he just has all these, like, witty retorts against, like, all of the, you know, like, the, the, the what's it called? The uh, prosecutor. And yeah, luckily he was guillotined. And that's how the issue ends. Spoiler. Um, that's what they do to <laughs> criminals in France. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I'm always fascinated by serial killer stuff. So uh, I was definitely you know a fan of that one and to to get the full story and like the very end they list all of the uh, confirmed victims names so that's really nice I, I like when they you know put a little bit of focus on the victims instead of just glorifying the the killers speaking um, of of listing the names did we yes mention i did okay. for this one for this one i did i remember sorry um <laughs> but uh, that would have been an awesome segue but, you know. <laughs> oh this book is written by no i actually did <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely if you're into, 
you know, hating Nazis, uh, hating serial killers, liking serial killers, I guess, being interested in them. There's no way to like a serial killer uh, properly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> properly, it's, it's, that's uh... a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> enough, really. There's no way to like them enough. Um... <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I found it fascinating. And it goes into the uh, the investigators a lot more and the, you know, just trying to figure out how the hell to work within no- occupied France, so like your superiors are Nazis, you know, kind of a, a whole kerfuffle in the middle of all that is is really interesting too. So that's uh, a good word for it. Yeah, kerfuffle. You know, the whole occup- occupancy of France is just a total kerfuffle. <laughs> big old. Kerfuffle. You know that whole uh, that whole snafu that happened. That back whole, in all of Europe. Oops. That was a. That you was got a some whoopsie. Germany in my France. We, <laughs> <laughs> we did a big old whoopsie on that one. Oh, shoot. Uh, but yeah, go pick up that book. You know, it's over. You so you could probably get it in trade soon. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah, I, I was. I've been trade waiting that one. Yeah, that's yeah, probably a good one. Five issues, you said. Yep. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a good solid beach read right there. Yeah, <laughs> I love a good beach read. <laughs> this are... has been Adam's beach read. <laughs> I just, yeah, I should do a segment. I just have the automatic <laughs> assumption that. Adam's books are all just full of sand. Yeah, they're just ruined. Seashells. <laughs> Although I did, this is, I was, this is where I, was I looking, keep my seashells. <laughs> I was looking through some short boxes the other day, and I, I opened up this one short box that's full of unboarded comics that were, it wasn't a full box, so they all have that, like, mm. swoop yeah. to them. I'm like, oh, well, this is all <laughs> fucked. Just... Put that right in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, I might as well just light <laughs> this one on fire. And there's like, there's good stuff in there. There was like some number ones and shit in there. And, you know, oh, do you just... have like X Men number one? Well, and, no, it's uh, not. It's a... like... Do you do you have a pit number one maybe, or like a like a cyber force? I think number I think one? I, I think specifically there was a Spider Man Noir number one in there. Oh, okay, that is actually good. It's actually kind of <laughs> worth money now. Not Probably like there was money, some kind of bag but... and or board. Yeah, but I just can't be bothered. (laughs) I've tried. I've tried to care about my comics, and it just makes me feel guilty all the time. Honestly, (laughs) but then you feel guilty the other way. (laughs) You've had so much time to do it, so if you didn't do it now, it's never gonna happen. It's exactly like painting your office. (laughs) Yeah, it's like painting my office. It's not gonna happen ever. We've just we've learned this much about ourselves in this time. It's like. If you if you didn't do it now, it's not happening. Nope. Yeah, like sure I'm not it. hanging these pictures on the wall either. There's so many of them. <laughs> I just don't have enough wall. That's honestly my problem. I have too much. I have too many things and not enough wall. I've, I've seen just, pictures. That's, that's I I need to kick out my roommate so I have more walls. Perfect. Yeah, I totally I have wall space. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Jesus Christ. yeah everyone check out our social media at a picture of our zoom chat where rj's wall is just fucking bananas yeah seriously <laughs> and you can see the piles of ruined comics <laughs> yeah really all of our little zoom chat like pictures say a lot about us my my <laughs> there's a dagger hanging behind me and mine uh i'm just know. in uh my i'll just call her my wife Whatever, lady friend, the person that lives with me, your partner, my partner. Yeah, I don't ever know the word. Um, I'm in her. I'm, I'm in her office, and it's just, it's just nice. I'm sure she's gonna love that when she listens to this episode. Jesus Christ! My no, quarantine I don't know who buddy. The fuck she is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's one of our I five forced... listeners. Let's not alienate the one listener we know we have. You're right. Good point. I'll, I'll get someone some damn control, guys. I'll buy her. At least she's not French. Something. 
<laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm 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 the French one here. So oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I can't speak French either. So who cares? Um, I like how anyway. that means you're French. <laughs> well, I am French, but my middle name is Marcel. Ooh. See? Oh wait, are you are you are you related? Any relation? Yes, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you've um, got you've got Nazi serial killer in your blood. <laughs> don't we all? That's gonna say, no, no come on. That's a Riverdale episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't. Oh man. What else? What else we got? I really like. Liked... You want to get sad with alienated? We can oh, do it. God. I have some. Yeah, we could do alienated next. That's fine. We could talk about. I'm alienated. sad. I'm sad. It was about good, it. but it was such a fucking bummer. Yeah. <laughs> can y'all hear my cat on through the mic? Is that no. a thing that's gonna be picked up? Okay. It's gonna be really funny if it's on the episode because he's just going. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not good up to let him out. I don't care. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, so alienated number three by Simon Spurrier and Chris Wild Goose. Uh, so I really like this book. Fucking bummer! I really like this book too. So oh. to catch up, since it's been months since we talked about it, uh, these three kids are walking through the woods, old, you know, basically strangers, and they're walking to school and they find an alien, and then they have uh, I think they call it um, chip uh, telekinetic tele- telekinetic group chat um, through the alien. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. So basically, you know, this this thing is like feeding off of their like memories and they accidentally uh the alien eats the school bully who we find out uh in the second issue that he was totally going to shoot up the school. Mm-hmm. Um so basically prevented a mass shooter but also they murdered a guy. So, you know, the pros and cons of that whole thing. Uh And he's missing and the one kid's mom is a cop. And has yeah, the alien the, and video the evidence. The chief of police, actually. Yeah, right? and yeah. video yeah. evidence of the them being there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the dummy, the very first page of this is is yeah. him putting it on his vlog. Uh, you know, like basically yeah, outing. He's an internet personality. Yeah. Yeah, he's always trying to be. He's got like less viewers than we do somehow, and. Um, <laughs> He's uh, but he's trying to be like that's no easy feat. I know he's clearly very bad at it. Um, he hasn't alienated France yet. Nice. (laughs) So we find out in this issue that the girl Sam, because they're all three named Sam, um, she's she's like teaching the 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 alien. They name him Chips, which is a great just Chip, which is a great name for an alien because he ate a bag of chips yeah they're, um, they're playing like this epic game of fetch yeah where, like yeah. he can just get anything that she thinks get, of. and or like at certain points it feels like he's just like materializing them like, yeah because eventually yeah and she, like, she asked for she asked for a uh coffee pot full of frogs and he just finds that somehow yeah and a or, white like, squirrel. ice in the shape of a rocket or something yeah <laughs> Because, like, yeah. he's grabbing them out of, like, little portals. So he's making, like, little portals and stuff and grabbing this stuff out of them. I but, think it might be a multiversal thing. Yeah, um, there's something going on. This thing is, like, The awesome. art is so good. Yeah, yeah I, love, I love how, like, the panel breaks are his, like, weird alien goop. Um, that is pretty cool. And we talked yeah, about so, it before, but the sure. coloring. Like, yeah. they all have their own color. Yeah, yeah that's that, pretty cool. that makes it so easy to track because it's very seamless since they are talking to each other telepathically. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, really seamless storytelling to use the their color telepathic schemes. word bubbles or different color fonts. Yeah, it's really cool. One. I really like that. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, ugh. so we find out she she thinks about a boy, and she they're they're learning the quote unquote privacy settings. So she yeah. kicks out the other two Sams. And well, not not before. Uh, like they did this fun segment where they're like, "Well, show me." You know the other Sam or the other guy, and the one, oh yeah, they go to the oh, one yeah. guy and he's just sitting on the toilet, yeah. and then yeah. he takes his toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I, got, I need to sneeze, and then he steals the toilet paper. Yeah, he's like, like hey, so I need that. Yeah, this so this kid's like this thing can make portals, and they can actively go through it and stuff. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but they can also make portals and then go through it invisibly. So yeah, she sees the boy. She kicks out the other two Sams, and then she starts like spying on him and he's just having like fun game night with like his friends and she's like oh okay well if i can just be here um we're gonna make you see me because like i don't want to be invisible anymore turns out they were dating or they at least they hooked up and, and they're all she in high got, school they're in high school for reference yeah yeah she's like what 16 something i think they're about to graduate so yeah she's so they guess they're seniors. at the most yeah um, so she gets pregnant from that hookup and finds out at 28 weeks, which is too late to do anything about it and has to give up the baby mostly because he wasn't there. Well, yeah, like, he just kind of disappeared and stopped. He was supposed to show up for the her. ultrasound, right? Yep. And he never yep. showed up. And so she's like, I, I can't do this by myself. Like, there's no way. Yeah. So she had to go through all that, like basically alone. It seems to be. Yep. Even without and then, like her and parents. then had to go through being a pregnant teen in high school while everyone shunned her. All of her friends turned against her and called her whore and, and all it that. And seemed both of their parents the same thing. Like it, she didn't get like any support. Yeah. There was felt, there was a, like... kind of an interesting back and forth too, where she keeps talking about how he can't see her because of this whole portal deal, but then part of that whole story is he could he she was like a ghost like he couldn't see her mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. and, so and, deep and, man no, and her her <laughs> friends and like her even friends she had for years just kind of stopped even noticing that she was around yeah so i, I thought that was kind of an interesting uh little dude they threw in there to then yeah, yeah the way the way it was written was very well done especially because like up until this point she's had one of those like dolls that she has to nurture for like <laughs> econ class or whatever yeah. <laughs> and it's just and like the alien has taken a liking to it so now it's 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 doll and so like that's kind of cute but also <laughs> when you realize that she like just gave up a baby it's just like yeah fuck man like yeah uh, that's no. me she may she should be exempt from that class i think she passed sure. i think yeah. she yeah. gets an a um for everything really uh I kind of liked how as she you're you're going she's like basically berating him and basically like, yo you're gonna f- know what you did and then like it goes one step further and then they teleport to where her uh baby is yeah and yeah then like, where the da- baby like, has now been him, adopted basically. yeah yeah like yeah if I'm invisible to you he's mm-hmm. he's not you have to look at him yeah know? and I then think she like kind of snaps out of it a little bit from the anger side when she realizes like. The baby's like happy, but like still, yeah. like she, I I think they even she almost his, like pulls him apart like yeah. a black yeah. hole. Because she mentions that one point, like very I'm, close. I'm tired of holding it together. I'm gonna break. Like I'm gonna yeah. let loose for once. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was very well done. Yeah. Like all of that, like rage is like really well written, and like and and basically he gives all these excuses, and and ultimately he's just like, well, I deserve to be happy, and she's like, there it is. It's all about you. 
yeah. and then they see the baby and it's like no he deserves to be happy so yeah. like fuck exactly. you. this isn't about you or me and and then yeah she goes she goes right to the brink of just annihilating his whole existence and then changes her mind and says like no we need to be better than this so like and that was that was him, really cool and then just puts him right back and, and erases his memories of yeah. the whole experience yeah. so then, like and then chip like offers to erase her memory of it yeah yeah which is kind of yeah. cool that like she can like i guess they also speak and like telepathically and she's just like no i'm good i got but thank Which, you actually yeah. that that reminded me of those like two little weird kids in that issue of x-men that we read a while back yeah. uh or was yeah. it new Mut- was it new mutants yeah where, yeah, like, yeah yep they erased beak's memory because like beak is so sad that his like parents there's that his dad died mm-hmm. and uh yeah and they're like no that's not how you help people like it's just like <laughs> right you can't having, just do that being so being so alien that you have no concept of like how to help people but like really wanting to like like thinking you're doing the right thing so who, who wrote this one again? Did we? Uh, Sy- yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I really, I'm, I'm liking this series so far. Another yeah. Boom book, man. I feel like we talk about Boom more and more these days. Yeah, yeah. Boom's becoming more and more of a presence. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got some great books. They're kind of, they're kind of giving IDW a run for their money for like that, you know, the big yeah. indie book. Yeah, I'd say Boom and Aftershock are like the two, like. Yeah, I feel like there. Image is like up there now so like these guys are kind of coming in and filling in where kind of image got its start yeah and it's it's a good it's a good combination right because you got you still have these big image books that are coming out now but these are like little smaller books but they're all i I feel like we talk about a boom book every week just about yeah yeah um which also reminds me dead day was really good too yeah i was gonna kind of i really i wanted to shout out lola woods because like if we're just gonna oh yeah if we're just gonna be bummed out um we might as well just go all <laughs> you, in you want to just lean hard into being bummed i, I won't go too crazy and you know, i just want to kind of talk about like uh it, it's carmen maria um and i think the art is danny which is the same person from coffin bound oh yeah yeah she's oh, that great. some good art man yeah i think it's i think it's the same person so you basically kind of this town was like a mess it kind of starts off with like two girls getting messed around with and they just can't like remember they just think something weird's going on so they go to this basically this witch in town who's like stuck in like adolescence like she's like 10 and then you you get the full backstory kind of on the town and what's going on because like there's been like dudes like coming out of the earth like there's like all this weird stuff right so you kind of find out that the town has this like spring that when you drink even a drop you lose you lose your memory so basically what and they, this what show, she's old now at this point, but she's stuck as an adolescence because of what happened. Basically, finally, one day, she's, like, getting led to this water by, like, a secure, like, a man. And for some reason, I, the way she puts it, for some reason that day, I decided to yell for help. And you come to find out, but basically, this dude was basically leading this kid to this pond and just molesting her like and then giving her the water so she'd forget over and over and over again and then you find out that all of the men in this town have been doing that to these women and just so they could just take advantage of them i don't like that yeah i don't like that i don't like so 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 they sent the kid to like a mental hospital to like because she obviously is going to be messed up but like um she meets a woman that it's like don't drink that water it's bad for you, teaches her that, teaches her magic, and then eventually um, she gets so fed up when she finds out 
like she figured this out because she figured out how to combine that like the opposite she found like a mushroom that gives your memories back and she remembered all of it so she remembered all of the all of that stuff that happened to her Fuck, that's a bad day mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> so basically on that bad day she basically made a spell that turned I think it's how did she put it? I imagined all the men writhing in waters, drowning, and then coming back up and drowning again forever. And in this story, there's men crawling up from the earth over and over again. It's just part of what the town does. And all these women that were like, vi- like violated by these men, like she turned into the trees and animals of the town. So like this town is like alive with all of these people, and like she's the reason why all this stuff is happening. It was. Damn. crazy it was super well done like the art's great but yeah is that the like, end of it or i think there's a few more issues because like it all starts with these two young girls i think the same thing this this kid did the same thing to them and because they, they can't remember they're like yeah we were part yeah, they, they went into a movie theater and, and they don't then, remember like, anything they, they don't remember they yeah. just woke up and they're like uh we i don't we didn't watch this movie yeah. something is weird yeah yeah so that was a so I read that basketball heads and alienated like all back to back, and just, I was uh, just in a, I was just bummed out. <laughs> but, and you Christ. didn't even yeah. read GI Joe. I did. Thankfully, I would have been. I don't know if I'd be. I'd be inconsolable right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I already just, was yeah. before we started reading comics. So. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been a day. Let's say I feel like, but that way. Anyway, uh, Dead Day, <laughs> Aftershock, as we were talking about these two, ah, that, yes. that was a little bit more lighthearted, but still has some like darker deeper there's connotations. definitely something dark going on there it's a um, yeah the whole concept is that zombies uh come back one day a year no one really knows why well and it's not even one day a year it's like they come back it's like a predictable thing but it's not a regular thing yeah they talk about yeah. but before we get too far it's ryan parrot ah. and evgeny Bornyakov, who I feel like did the art for something else that we talked about it sounds super familiar I'm yeah. not sure where from me though. either but yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's all about this family talking like, yeah, so it's an interesting thing. It's not like, so it's not like zombies where they're brainless, right? It's like your relatives come back from the dead as they were. So some people I mean, have parties. They're still, they're still rotting, but right. they have but like, their, but they're, they're they have they their are. brain. So like some yeah, come yeah, back yeah. to party, um, like some just come back to kill people and like, or some people just come back to talk like the, his neighbors, like, a, um, I think of. I can't remember if he said what war, but like he was a veteran. He's like, yeah, any of us who served, we always are prepared because we don't know who's going to come knocking because of yeah. everything they did while they're in the service. I'm like, holy. Oh, so there's like two very <laughs> different versions of what this day is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all the, even the, so there's a cult in the book yeah. called Revivalists. Yeah. And they're the people that for whatever reason know what day it's going to happen. They mm-hmm. say that God tells them, but obviously they're the reason it's happening somehow. And this is yeah, a big for holiday sure. too. Yeah. yeah. It's become of this big holiday, like whole day. And like, cause <laughs> yeah. So you're following this family who's basically like the one woman's like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. And the dude, the husband's like, you're not going out with all these dead people running around. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, I like, I have, a, I had a life before you. Like, I love you and I love my family, yeah. but I had a life before you and I have to keep that promise. Yeah, and and, she it's, meets up and with... then it flashes. Yeah. It flashes back to her ex fiance. Yeah. Who is now dead. And he rides up on a motorcycle. And then they say, uh, we have to go kill somebody. So well, I don't know. Let's go kill somebody. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. I thought it was really good too because like uh basically we the reader are being told the whole 
thing through the eyes of the daughter, who's, like, young enough that she doesn't remember any of the old... Like, it, it's only been a holiday for four years, and, oh, like... Right, yep. And, like, but, like, it's a really good, like, exposition tool to use, like, a small mm-hmm. child. As, like, we're being explained everything. Yeah, because she's asking the questions of, exactly. of her dad. Yeah, I thought yeah, that like, was a really is, good way. What is Dead Day, Mommy? And we're like, <laughs> well, dear reader, I'll tell you. you yeah. Know, that, that was... <laughs> yeah, this one, I, I, really I didn't cool. initially grab, but you mentioned that um, it, was, it was pretty good, so I ended up grabbing it on, um, after I went to the store. I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I thought this, like, you I think you mentioned it, like, it's zombies, but not, and I thought that was, like, a much cooler, like, it's definitely a different way to tell that kind of story. It is a breath of fresh air, Yeah, for sure. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the art was really cool. I feel like, I think it's the same people who did that, um, the creepy town with the creepy kids art. I think it's the same guy. Oh, um, You Are Absolute? Yeah, I think it's the same art. Ah. Uh. Well, it's the same writer as your favorite book, uh, TMNT versus Power yes, Rangers. Yes, yes. It is the same writer for that. So, so I wonder if book one of them, great. if they're going to get come in. Yeah. Yeah, it's crossover. It's the, Dude, that's how we solve Dead Day is Power Rangers and Turtles. <laughs> and Turtles, they come in to take care oh, of it for man, everybody. That would be fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, that was definitely one of the surprise ones of the of the of the week. So I'll probably have to stick on to that one to see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Are we gonna are we are we yep. gonna go into the book of the week if we Ooh, have man. to? Well, I think we I think we just need to briefly mention also um, King of Nowhere. Yeah, um, King of Nowhere much, was very good. Yeah, yeah not right. too much happened in this issue, but it was very good. Yeah, that's um, so. W. Maxwell Prince and Tyler Jenkins, but another boom book. Uh, yeah, continues to be weird. It's, yeah, we yeah, got we got a little very... bit more. We got a little bit more on like the the town, and it's like it is a physical town in a physical place, but like it's it's so far removed from everywhere else that it manages to keep it's to nowhere. its own. It's, it's nowhere. nowhere yeah. uh, and it's, it's like impossible to leave or like people are afraid to leave. Well, they're afraid to leave because they're all like fish people and deer people. And, you know, so like, you know, the, we find out that the deer character that was killed in the first issue was trying to leave because he was just curious about what the outside world was. And he was just immediately murdered. Yeah. John so, Delph. John Doe, murdered with the nail gun. And we met a tree uh, named Gary, which was pretty we fun. Met, we uh, met... Was it Gary George. or George? I don't remember. I it was Gary. Was it, was it Gary? It might be Gary. I just... No, it was Greg. Greg. Both Greg. Wrong. That's yeah. Greg. Tree Greg. Tree Greg. Tree Greg. He was a great uh, character. I love how he talks, like, how he was talking about, like, how long he's been around. Yeah. It was a very interesting personification of a tree. I love yeah. trees, man. <laughs> love trees too i know it's a it's a it's it's a bold stance to take but i love trees (laughs) this this has been casey's hot takes (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah, i really like king of nowhere that was definitely a much lighter book after reading all those books we just talked about yes (laughs) for sure oddly enough because i feel like the first issue was very heavy since the Mm -hmm. main character is like a user and like you know, there's all that like depressing shit happening, and then mm-hmm. th- of all the books to not be depressing, it's this well, it was this one. Yeah. There was there was a little bit of that, like he kind of flashed back to we find out he's a father, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, he's, and he's that a wasn't dad, a great like, situation. Yeah, not, but yeah, it's a very small portion of the book. It's not yeah. the highlight of it. You could so basically just nice. skip that page in your phone. <laughs> you could just. <laughs> 
for your own mental safety, just maybe not think too hard about that. Oh, shoot. Oh, but man. now let's get into oh boy book of the week. All right, tell me why I should love Marauders, everybody. I'm just kidding. It's a great book, dude. Emma's titties. Well, yeah, there's also that. I did like it. I, I I didn't read it right away, and my phone was blowing up within I feel like minutes of everyone read uh, Casey and RJ reading it, especially Casey. It's like you're, well, like, you're... Wednesday morning. RJ texted me and he says did you read Marauders? And I'm like, no, not yet. And then he's like, well, there's one part that's very me, and there's one part that's very us, and all, and both of them are very Emma. And I was like, say no more, fam. Say yeah, no more. Yeah, there was definitely that three to five pages of just, uh, of, of Emma just kind of taking care of business across the board. Yeah. So, so the, the premise is basically, uh, what's, what's happening here? So, well, first, first we have, uh, I forget who the character was, but Forge and this other mutant uh, that I'm sure are. Tempo. There we go. Um, they they craft the greatest bottle of whiskey ever made, um, according to Wolverine. Well, so that was fun. It, well, <laughs> the they, way they, they do can, it is fucking brilliant. They they age <laughs> yeah. it like they do like a 50 year age on it in what like yep. a day. Yeah, because you can day, speed yeah. up time around it. So you're doing 58 year whiskey in a. So like you would make a bazillion dollars with that. I love I love so that it money. turns him into. I love that it turns Wolverine into a sophisticated dandy. Is that Wolverine like, or is that Shaw? No, that's yeah, definitely Shaw. That's Shaw. Oh, for, for some reason sure. I was thinking it was Wolverine. That would no. be really funny if that was Wolverine. That would have been way better. The, the yeah. disrespect. That's the, I was I'm gonna sorry. Say, I was like, Wolverine? Fuck. Like, what the f-? I'm like, did we read different books? I was Wolverine really confused. Beer, no, man. I just oh, that, an that idiot. That is a really funny take on that. That like He <laughs> yeah. loved that whiskey so much that he became, <laughs> that he became? just this frumpy. Yeah, that's a good joke. <laughs> God damn it. They shouldn't have given Shaw side or, um, uh, mutton chops. They shouldn't have given him anything. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no. Uh, but anyway, so that's, that is not the, the hot take from, from the issue. So yeah, we'll but, find but out it's that. It's great, though, because he's going on and on about, like, oh, it's got, like, hints of apricot, and Tempo's just like, whatever, dude. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, shut up, Tempo shut up, such a random-ass character. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we find out that um, Forge Forge used to work for like the U.S. government, and his um, one of his his like uh, employees was there had a uh, photographic memory because he's like, no, I deleted all my files. I like all my, all the stuff on like the um, what's it called the power, power dampener. The power dampening. Yeah, because yeah, the, the yeah. Russians are using his power dampening technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they know for sure that it's forges, so they're like, "Uh, bud, what? Like, how did they get the stuff?" And he's like, "Oh shit, my friend has a photographic memory." Hate cool. when Russians use my power dampening blueprints. Hate it. It ruins uh, every day, any day. It yeah. is. But, terrible. But then we get then we get to the Quiet Council, and basically the cuckoos are like, "Uh, yeah, Emma's going to war, and she doesn't care what you guys say about it." <laughs> yeah, she wasn't. They're not asking for permission. She's. We're just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love that Magneto takes his helmet off to tell her, uh, tell the White Queen to leave none to tell the tale. And she's yeah. like, oh. of course. I was like, dude, okay. And then I'm like, all right, uh, about to buckle in. Let's, let's fucking do this. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a, a fun segue. Yeah. But Magneto is so fucking great in this. He's awesome. Yeah. He, I mean, in, in everything, really. Uh, <laughs> but like, they're, they're just doing. I'm waiting like issue or series or issue because I would love well, like he's what gonna he's be a giant size. He's gonna get a whole yeah, giant size to him so well here. Yeah, I agree. 
Is Giant Slice going to be an ongoing as well, as well RJ? No. Well, it's, it's, it's one is, shot. It's just one shots. Oh, got yeah. it, got it. But like got they it. had the Emma and, right. and Jean one, mm-hmm. and then they had the Nightcrawler one, and then it's, there's going to be a Magneto got one. Got it, okay. Cool. Yeah. You guys just have to keep me up to date because there's 17,000 X books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Oh, don't worry. We will. Just, yeah. Um, and we're reading yeah, so and basically... talking about all of them, so, you know. <laughs> so so they, they find this Russian ship. And uh, Iceman creates a, a whole like iceberg around it and then lifts it up out of the water. And then a UFO shows up. Uh, they called it the Mercury. Yeah, yes. I had and... one of those moments where I was like, did I miss three issues? Where, what the <laughs> fuck it, it is this It seemed everyone about? else was just as confused, which I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't, no, I'm they not make it very clear. Yeah, they make it very clear that that's a. Of yeah, everyone that's... going, what the fuck is this UFO? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't be an X Men book if there wasn't one page that made me turn back two or three pages and go, "What the hell?" Is that's that fair. Is? I also just that's love fair. that it's Emma too. Like she just, it's just like we're getting yeah. that UFO. It's like it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, was one of those. Um, yes, and okay, let's do this. Okay, let's. Yeah, keep she going. even says, "Yeah, because because somebody's or a pyro's like, wait a minute, is the Mercury a UFO? How do you?" And she says, "Yes, it is. A tale for another time." <laughs> I just, yeah. I find it hilarious that like. She could have gotten literally any text she she wants, but it's a it's a it's a cliched UFO. And yeah, it's like shaped alien, like a flying saucer. <laughs> alien races actually exist in Marvel, and yet here you have like close encounters, like just like what's happening? I love yeah. it. I feel like uh, when we get to the end, like it, it's for a very specific purpose. So like yeah, I feel like 100%. it's definitely purposeful, which is which is entertaining. So yeah, I'll, I'll let RJ and Casey take over now. Yeah, RJ, you want you want to go through the greatest Emma scene of all time, possibly so of all time. Well, there's, I mean, there's two of them. Well, but. yeah, the first one here though is about to happen. Uh, so, she's taking out people. Yeah. So so like they as you know, Pyro and Emma are walking through, uh, they encounter. A group of guys with guns, and he's like, "Look out!" And she's like, "No, no, no! This is a job for a telepath." And she just unbuttons her blazer, mm-hmm. uh, and pop, you know, she dumps them out, and uh, <laughs> she dumps. Wait, she dumps. Heavy, heavy weaponry. <laughs> uh, yeah, she yeah, the heavy artillery uh, comes out, and uh, and then they all shoot each other in the legs, and you know, uh, Pyro's like, "Hot damn! Uh, how'd you control so many of them at once?" She says it's easy to control leering monkeys, Pyro, when they all have the same thought. It's like, boom, I li- got him. I like the the Twitter movement that was everyone's like, we're leering monkeys. <laughs> Aren't we all really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah X Twitter has been exceptionally horny this last few days. I, just, I mean, I've been waiting for well, it to get we... into combat for so long. I'm so yeah. glad it's such. And- like there's been a, there's been a severe lack of x-men to be horny about for like three whole months yeah. so yeah people you know. have been horny over uh apocalypse of all people like you know we... i mean yeah d- he's he's apocalypse is is daddy Come it's on. the way he cuddles blue, blue dad <laughs> big old blue dad <laughs> uh, so yeah so basically you know they apprehend the entire ship and she says okay here's what's gonna happen uh you were all abducted by aliens um, I'm going to wipe your entire brain of any prejudice, not just mutants. You're going to have nothing but warm feelings for gay, disabled, trans, doesn't matter. The thought of cruelty to those different than you will make you physically ill. I'm like, yeah, girl. 
We That's need girl. some we, of that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah we could yeah. use a lot of that. We could use yeah. some um, energy out, out in the world right now for sure. Yeah. So some B E E. I'm trying to coin that term. Some big Emma <laughs> big energy. Emma energy. <laughs> Just let Emma be. I like that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. B. This is my beehive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, she's going to wipe their entire memory of, of any interaction with these mutants and, like, you know, being apprehended by these mutants and make them think that they were abducted by aliens. So uh, that's what the UFO was used for. And then yeah, uh, which you know, I they're going to drop brilliant. them back off in Red Square. Yeah, because, no, like, you're never going to trust you know if if mutants made you think a certain way right because like to um, me like that's what i was saying like oh what well, got to by alien but like you're nothing else in your brain is confirming that but like this is like oh shit no we were just in that ufo like like that yeah that's going to be their memory no matter what which i think i think it's a brilliant like way to do that i do love that she could just do that with her mind she could but, but she doesn't she bought a but ship. she had a she had a physical <laughs> ufo so might yeah, as well use the physical yeah. ufo i love yeah. it i think and then as kind of RJ talking, very car- almost cartoonishly alien, uh, it fuck it blows up the ship too, which yeah. is like one yeah. single yeah. laser. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, a big UFO beam. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then they uh, go back to the ship, and I guess that's what Christian uh, that's flying it still yes. with the piano, which I think is yeah, a cool thing. He's flying thing. it with a piano. Yeah, it's apparently whatever yeah, and, like and they want it to be for to pilot it. Yeah. Because I guess they're all telepaths, so they could just kind of do, do whatever they want. I mean, well, maybe we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited to, to hear that story. Because uh, he even says like that's a that's a different tale. Like yeah. later, it, I'll tell you. Yeah, maybe that'll be yeah. one of their. Sh- it, it's it's becoming shoes. the dinosaur mayor in uh, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna it's get exactly a t- like one panel so reveal, and that'll yeah. be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aliens. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I want to cross and then they me. kind of wrap up with um, his friend, the guy who used to work from Forge. We find out he was kind of like taken prisoner, was actually trying to signal Forge by imprinting some code into his weapons, but Forge never looked at them because he's too busy making whiskey, uh, I guess. Um, <laughs> he's too, too busy opening the greatest tiki bar on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then they have him go live with, um, I don't know who this is, so you're going to have to help me out, RJ. Uh. At the end, this ghoulish man that's playing golf. Uh, oh, mask. Uh, mask. He mask. Was a mo- yeah. He was a um, Morlock who okay. lived in the sewers. Uh, his power is he can, like, cosmetically rearrange people. So I guess that's what he's going to do so this guy can go have a regular life. He's going to rearrange his face, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. He, can't, well, also- he can't go home because he'll get murdered. So. Murdered or captured again to make more power-dampening weapons. So yep. I thought that was kind of yeah. cool that this dude like actually had like a, an ending, a happy ending, but then they just they we remember what who the main character of this book is, and then we yeah, get sad, there's, and then there's we get a, bummed out again. Yeah, I know. dude. Right in the right in the middle of the book, there's a letter from Kate to uh, oh, Nightcrawler. I like those. Yeah, to Kurt, and it's and it's very like, hey, bud, I just really need to talk to you because you're like my spiritual, you're my rabbi, and like. I'm just really mad and sad and, like, I have all these feelings about, like, not feeling at home on Krakoa, but, like, you know, my problems are so minor compared to everybody else, blah, blah, blah. And then we go back and it's Kurt talking, and it's a draft. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Yeah, he did. His, ver- yeah. his letter is, is a draft that was never sent. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, no. Yeah. And it's basically, he's like, can't wait to see you. Like, we got to catch up soon. And, like, 
you know, and basically tells her like what she's doing well, is incredible it, and like the immigrants i think he wrote it as like a catharsis because it, he puts at the end i've you were uh i've cried every day since i received the news that you sailed the sea and did not return so i think he's writing it to her as if she may receive it at some point just to kind of yeah wait again yeah, because then out. he says like we will we will you know reunite soon like see you again soon because mm-hmm. he doesn't know that she can't be resurrected like he hasn't really gotten that word yet because the the five we the next thing we see is that the five are still trying to and basically they're like i think at the very end it says uh funeral for a mutant is the next issue just like ah fuck yeah Uh, yeah like to, to 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 bring kate into into a book like this and give her such a strong character and such a strong purpose and really rallying us behind her because she really needed something like this for a long time just to just to kill her. It's like yeah. Well, fuck I think you. something's gonna uh, turn because like they do. The yeah, five say she can't be resurrected, but I think Xavier's got something else of his sleeve. I also a robot. Yeah, I'm, I don't think done. <laughs> she's, Full circle. She's gonna be a Donatella robot. She's they're gonna, they're gonna robot. put her consciousness into a turtle robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I awesome. don't think she's going to be resurrected in the conventional means, but Correct. I'm sure they're going to dos ex machina the hell out of it, and she will be back soon. There's no way they introduced her just to kill her like this. There's no way. Yeah, I but- feel like they're going to, they're definitely going to take it on longer than you would expect. Yeah. To the point where they're just like, oh shit, it's been like, it's been like six issues. Maybe she is actually dead. And then she's going to be the UFO. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, because I mean, she was in that UFO that one time. Oh, the silver yeah, bullet? she was. There yeah. you go. <laughs> that wasn't Perfect. a UFO. That was just a ship. That was a bullet she couldn't get out of. I mean. <laughs> Tomato, you know, UFO. It's fine. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I know you guys were freaking out about this book, so I was like, all right, I got to buckle in and read Marauders. Yep. This is probably one of my it's, favorite it's X books. The, the, the beaming, the shining, the beaming, shining light, uh, and otherwise very grim week, yeah. comic and otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, like I, I needed some escapism today, and I, I just didn't get it. But nope. you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that's what Emma's titties are for. Yes, <laughs> I mean that, that that pulled me right out of reality for a moment. <laughs> hey, it helps. It's a good way to, good way to bounce back a little bit. Uh. Man. All right. So what's coming out next week? I once again did not bother to it. have that ready. Of course um, not. You can I'm... go to bravenewworldscomics.com nice. to find the next week's uh, coming soon tab. And uh, So it looks like it's uh, we've got some more Marvel books. Big DC book. That bird looks like there's a new Birds of Prey book. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Oh, is that that one shot, RJ? Is that the one we've been excited for? I, I don't know. It says Birds oh. of Prey number one by Azarello. Oh. Oh yeah. So so that was one that was supposed to be an ongoing series that got cut down into a one shot. So yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. And there's like then. a big Catwoman thing, right? Yeah, it's like the 80th year anniversary or something. That is yeah, the 80th year of like big like um 80 page special yeah. for for Catwoman. Uh, I'm not gonna. Uh, th- those have been fine. They've done it for a couple different characters now, and like. Who cares, honestly? But yeah. um, uh, looks like Far Sector is cut back. Uh, Hellblazer. Ooh, oh, that's good. good. Yeah, Justice League Dark. Yeah, it's gonna be great. GI Joe, apparently. 
nice is it again different what number 271 yeah it's that's Ooh. that's not finger guns number two friends oh. of the show finger guns i i thought i thought we we covered a second issue of finger guns Mm-mm. no we didn't it's just the first one it was like probably right it was before so the shutdown. Good, it was two issues yeah but that'll <laughs> be good that'll be fun looks like there's a new sabrina book that's coming yeah, out yeah that's kind of, that's on my Ooh. radar um i'm into that yeah uh, looks like it's by kelly thompson Ooh. I've been reading some of the uh, some of the stuff that came out after uh, Chilling Adventures wrapped, and it's it's not bad. All right, cool. It's not Chilling Adventures, but it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's it's more all ages friendly, but well written stuff. See, Nailbiter Returns number one. I never read Nailbiter. Yeah, that's but cool. I, I, I knew it was coming back. Do I need to uh, read Nailbiter to read yes, Nailbiter probably. Returns? Yes. Yeah, you should probably read that. <laughs> But I'll spoil it for you. I'm sure I'll talk about no, it. I think it's been on my list for a long time. But no, you might get me in it to uh, go back and finally read. You had all it. this time, I know, and you failed. Uh, RJ Shazam number twelve is coming out. I see. No, nice. finally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's. Ooh, that um, Paul is dead graphic novel is kind of interesting. It's like I the think, conspiracy theory. I think I'm gonna pick Paul that up. Dead. That looks cool. Yeah, I'll probably read that. There's, it's such a small week for me that I might end up like talking about that because there's just like that's how not I felt that about, much that I care about. Yeah, that's how I felt about Bog Bodies. I was, it was a small week, so I was like, you know what? This came out. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But there you go. I think the, yeah, I think after, next, after this next week, we're going to have some more Marvel books that are we can get back into the rotation here a little bit. And just, um, cool. Turtles is going to be coming back soon. Cool. Finally. Ah, we, need, we definitely need that. We're the, finally getting that cover. <laughs> The uh, the, them at the, the punk, punk rock show. Punk show. Oh, oh nice. nice. It'll be. It'll feel like I'm actually at a show in yeah. a sweaty basement because I'm never gonna do that again. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> those uh, like those those days of my life were already over, but now they're super over. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt now. You, I could have entertained the idea of every once in a while going to a sweaty basement punk show for like under the right circumstances. Like, oh, this band that I really like. But uh, not now. Yeah, uh, like I'm not gonna lay awake at night anymore. Going, I should go to more shows. Now that's over. That's... <laughs> uh, turns out it's a swel- sweltering cesspool. <laughs> I knew that already, well, yeah, and yeah. it is it is confirmed. They already yeah, were, confirmed. but yeah, there's there's a yeah. there's a lot of behavior that, I, that I'm kind of over now yeah. after all this. That's great. So yeah, so that's uh. That's this week's comics. Um, yeah. Uh, make sure you follow us on that Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Um, we're also on Facebook. Oh, yeah, we're on Facebook. We got two Facebook yeah. pages. We got our Facebook page. We got our Facebook listener group. Yep. Uh, yeah. Look for us. Find us. Check us out. Talk uh, to uh, us. Yeah. Tell also, us, tell us, on, you know, add us on social media and tell us how you're handling this whole, you know, like, are your local shops uh, still shut down? Can you get curbside pickup? Are you, you know, reading digitally now? Like, I'm curious, like, what the state of affairs is around the world. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, let us know. Got my own okay. Gutenberg press. I'm just making it, making it myself. <laughs> yeah, I've got, a, I've got a whole CMYK printer in my basement <laughs> just, just pounding them out. Perfect. Um, neighbors complain uh, so yeah uh <laughs> also check out check out the other stuff on duelinggenre.com we got a lot of cool podcasts out there um theme park this is really good uh those guys are a blast to listen to um 
Chasing Evening Minute is still plugging along. That's it's a fun show if you like Kevin Smith. Um, I am going to be coming back on TMNT Minute pretty soon with some fun stuff. So check us out. Cool. Nice. At DuelingGenre.com. And give to our Patreon, DuelingGenre.com slash support. Um, yeah. So uh, stay inside. Uh, keep those hands clean. And uh, read some comics. Uh, for myself, Sean, Casey, RJ, uh, this is Tales from the Shortbox. Goodbye, everybody.